for me, environment is everything. Like I really say that as the number one thing that people need to focus on is making sure you're cultivating a really powerful environment around you in terms of ideas, people, physical environments, everything impacts who we are in the world and how we show up. So continuously making sure we're being fed with, you know, inspiring, uplifting ideas that resonate, that push the boundaries for us, that allow us to challenge things that we've known, um, to to be in those containers to feel and experience possibility. Because I also say you can't become what you can't see, right? Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show, so let's dive right into today's episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode. I am so excited you are here, and I am so grateful to be able to share this incredible interview with you. Today, I'm sitting down with Emily Gallagher. She is a TEDx speaker, a business strategist, a coach, a speaker, an obsessive collaborator, and the creator of the Conscious Boss Movement. Emily is a multiple six-figure business owner living between New Zealand and LA, and she is having a global impact as she cultivates connection, collaboration, community, and contribution for entrepreneurs everywhere. She has already achieved so much, and honestly, she shows no signs of slowing down. She is literally just getting started, and I'm sure that you're going to pick up on that as you listen to this interview. Honestly, I love talking to Emily so much inside of this interview, and I know there are going to be so many incredible takeaways for you as you listen. Inside of this episode, we're talking all about how Emily balances work, life, and building a global business. We discuss how you can choose to operate in an abundance mindset when making decisions. We talk about the importance of prioritizing play and flow and how burnout was the ultimate learning moment for Emily. We discuss why trusting the nudges often opens you up to more opportunities and abundance than when we try to control everything. And we talk about the importance of redefining what success means to you and how that impacts your life. We also dive deep on why connection and tribe is so important and how to start cultivating more of that in your life and business. And I know that there are going to be so many huge shifts that you're going to listen to and hear and take on as you up level throughout this episode. As you are listening to the episode, make sure that you let us know your favorite parts. We want to know your biggest takeaways as you are going through the episode. So make sure that you do screenshot them, share them inside of your Instagram stories and tag us at Taylor A. Peters and Emily at Conscious Boss in order to let us know that you are loving the episode. It also means the world if you take the time to go and leave a quick five-star review to let me know that you're loving it, that you're getting shifts out of it, that it's helping you to up level and it's helping you to call in the life that you are so worthy of. If you have already left a review, know that I love you and I see you. And if you go and leave one now, thank you so much. And I appreciate you more than words. Before we do get into the episode, I do want to let you know that applications are now open for my one-on-one six-month private mentorships. I am so excited to be opening up a couple of spots for you babes to call in the aligned souls that I know I am destined to work with. 
these spaces are being held for the babes out there who know that they are destined for more and are ready to step into it unapologetically for the girls out there who know that they're here to have a big impact who are ready to truly shine their light for those that need them and are ready to step into their purpose as they build a business based on abundance based on freedom and based on impact if that is you and you feel a calling for us to work together then I invite you to apply for my one-on-one mentorship I am opening up a couple of spots at the moment and I am taking up applications. So if you feel called to work together and to really have someone who's in your corner, who has been through the entire journey, who has built a multiple six figure company in less than a year, who has been through the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, everything that you know you are going through or about to experience as you build your own business and step into the impact that you know that you are here for. If you want someone that has been through all of that, then I am here for you. And I know that if you listen to the podcast, we are so divinely aligned and the universe has brought us to together 100% for a reason. And if you have been looking for a sign that it is time to up level and to work with someone who is going to hold that space for you, please know that this is your sign. Like I said, I'm here for the women who are ready to have that unapologetic impact and to call in the abundance that they are so worthy of from a place of flow, freedom, and ease, and really taking aligned action that comes from blending the spirituality with the strategy. You babes know I am all about blending the woo with the work. So yes, of course, we're going to do everything in terms of the aligned hustle and building out your business, but there is going to be so much mindset work and really breaking through those limiting beliefs and the things that have been holding you back, the fears that you didn't even know that you have. We're going to go there and we're going to move through all of them so that you can up level into all you are here to be. So if that sounds like something that you are called to, I would love for you to submit an application. Now you can head to strongbabe.co forward slash work with me and you can submit your application. And honestly, I'm already celebrating you taking this step and I am so looking forward to hearing from you. All right, my love, let's get right into this beautiful episode with Emily. I'm so excited to share it with you and I'm excited to hear from you inside of the Insta DMs telling me all of your favorite parts. Emily, my love, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show and to connect and chat and just share all of your beautiful light with our listeners. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here with you and have a beautiful combo, my love. Yes, I know it's going to be amazing. And I love connect. Look, I love connecting with everyone, but whenever I get like a fellow like Aussie or Kiwi and in the other side of the world, you guys like Aussies and Kiwis kind of have like this like little connection, we're like sisters. (laughs) And so I always get so excited. I'm basically an Australian anyway, like every time. So I'm, I'm in LA right now. And so everybody just always thinks I'm from Australia. So I'm like, even my friends are like, oh, you're in Australia. I'm like, I'm not from Australia. <laughs> but it's also fine. <laughs> it is funny how you like the Kiwi and Aussie relationship, like my partner is a Kiwi and it's yeah. kind of like such a love slash rivalry. Like we're like, yeah, we're I one know. and the same, but we're also so different. Don't get us mixed up. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I don't even, and the actual irony is, is like, I was on a date with someone last night and he was like, okay, so you are Australian. Cause I was actually born in Australia, but I was only there for like nine months. So like oh. technically on my birthday, like I actually am Australian, <laughs> but I just like, don't necessarily like feel like I'm Australian. Yeah. You're like, that's just a little secret detail about me, but yeah, through and through. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I can just like choose when, which one is the most convenient. <laughs> yeah. That's actually quite smart. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever fits is most fitting in the moment. Um, awesome. Hansel, exactly. you are such a global boss um and you know right now you said that you're living in LA you Mm -hmm. go between LA and New Zealand is that right 
Yeah, I actually, the last few years I've been kind of everywhere, um, but New Zealand is always like my home. So it's like my home base for sure. Um, and then, but LA now is like becoming more my, really where I'm staying. So I would have been here the majority of this year and I just went home to New Zealand because I had to get out of this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's happening again at the end of this year. So I'm in the pursuit of like my actual visa now. Mm-hmm. Um, so LA and New Zealand are like the two, my two splits. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have to get out because of like the, like the restrictions and how long you can stay there? Mm-hmm. super yeah. fun yes oh well it's a good excuse to travel <laughs> exactly yeah well it's funny because like I for me these days like not traveling is actually like my biggest luxury like I love not traveling I also like signed like an amazing like a lease on a really beautiful little spot here so I have like I'm actually like side like side notes obsessed with my house like I oh love my, my house <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to like go and stalk your insta stories or something and see what it's I love like it. do you share a lot of it on there Actually, it's a good point. I should, well, actually, I was going to say, I should have like a little highlight on my Instagram, which is like my house. But then I'm like, that's kind of creepy because then maybe like, you know, like maybe it's like a little bit too much information for the web, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But when you're like, I could do this, I'm like, yes, do it. And you're like, that's creepy. And I'm like, yep, definitely creepy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just, you know, sometimes you kind of think, yeah, I definitely still share it, but like, I'm just like, whether I want that to like live on there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Maybe if you catch it in the 24 hours, lucky you, but exactly. it's, it's a highlight party. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. So I love it. So I love being, I actually love being grounded. Yeah. Right I now. totally understand that. I think for most people, it's like the opposite, like, you know, mm-hmm. always so grounded and wanting to be traveling more. And yeah. we're sort of coming up to that in our lives where we've been very grounded for quite a while and now yep. looking more at like the travel and the like nomadic life and all those sort of things are kind of on the cards, which to us is really yeah. exciting, but totally. For you, like it's kind of the opposite. So when you get the opportunity to sort of be grounded, what does that look like for you? Like, what do you let yourself indulge in? Yeah, it's, um, and it totally is. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, we, I think as humans, we, tr- we crave contrast, right? So it's like, you know, there's, I just went on a really beautiful like trip for five days, but I loved that. Like all I needed to do was pack my little suitcase. And when I came home, I threw everything in the washer and I put my suitcase away and I was like back home. And I was like, yes, <laughs> rather than just like all of the in-betweens. Um, so for me, I just like, I like having a, like I have a little fireplace here and it's starting to get cold now in LA a little bit. Uh, for LA. Um, and so I just like had my little guest fire and I had that on the other night. I had like lots of candles and then just like laying on the couch, like after a big day of work. And I'm just like, yes. And also my neighborhood, like I can walk everywhere. I have friends everywhere, like my business partner and one of my best friends like comes over and we work together. And it just like feels very like, it just all feels very, yeah, just, I grew up in the country. So I never really had like friends that lived close to me or like places that I could walk to. So I kind of feel like I'm living this little like you know, resurgence of just like having a great little walkable community and just those kinds of things. So good. Hey, like it's just so nice when you can just like take a stroll and everything that you love is just within walking distance. It's really great. It's amazing. And it's, it's something that you have the ability to create for yourself. And I think that that's you just living. That is such a, it's a beautiful reminder for anyone that's listening right now. And it's like, Oh, I wish I had that. And it's like, well, that wasn't always your reality. Like that's something that you've literally built for yourself. So if it's something Mm -hmm. that you're wishing for, like start to realize like it's so possible for you as well. 
Yeah. And I will just, I just want to kind of say as well, like this, me signing this lease here was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. Like I knew in my soul that like, I really needed to kind of relax and not relax, but like root down a bit because I was just over moving around and I was like subletting and always in a suitcase. And I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. Like it's so stressful. And I found this place really randomly, quote unquote randomly. Um, and like, just, I should never really have got it. Like I'm, I'm a big believer in following the, the nudges of like life. And I don't have a, any, I don't have a social security number. I don't have any rental history in the US. I don't have any credit. Like this is America people. Like the fact that I would be able to get this place and I ended up getting money off the rent, like it just all worked out so smoothly, but also it was really expensive. Like for me to, it was a really big commitment. And I literally like a couple of my friends who I pestered with like, should I, should I, should I, every day it was like, should I though? It's like, I make the decision like, but should I though? I was so <laughs> It. And I think that's really important because it's like, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, that's easy. Let's just make that decision. It was friggin' scary, but it's been the best thing that I ever did for myself. And I really feel like when we trust those nudges that like, we really know our soul is calling for us to do, even when it's scary, we're just always supported. That's my belief. So yeah, I just kind of want to underline that it was really scary for me to do, but has been the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's such an important point to highlight like you have, where it's like often the things that are going to have the biggest payoff in your life and the things that are going to get you where you want to go, like they are going to be on the other side of some of the hardest decisions that you're ever going to make. Like it's going to feel really terrifying. But I always say like in those moments of fear, you're right on the edge of an up level. And if you can start to see that fear as being a good thing and like a sign that something amazing is about to happen. Basically you shift your perspective yeah. of the fear and it just becomes this little thing that you can actually get excited about rather than thinking ever yeah. in like a negative way. Totally. And this is the thing. It's these little hacks, these little strategies, these little moments where I feel like everything in life changes. Cause it's like, okay, we're going to rise to that or are we going to fall back? Are we going to rise to it? We're going to fall back. And it's all perception. It's all like, okay, if I have this mentality, is this going to support me to make that decision that literally might change everything? Or do we then just go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to retreat. And it is in these little moments that life is like won or lost, you know? So, um, yeah, definitely. And I had someone, I had, it was that night before that I was sitting with one of my really good friends here who was looking at a second house for her and her husband to rent. And the, the, the rent of that was higher than my whole rent here. And like the biggest thing for me was like a money thing. Cause I think a lot of times for a lot of people, money is a, disting- a distinguishing reason why they do or do not, or why we do or do not do something. And I think that's really, really a big trap. Um, but I was like, I had that in my head. I was like, okay, so if I know I want like a really abundant life and I'm sitting here with my friend who's literally getting a second house, whose rent is higher than my actual house I'm looking to lease. Like there's clearly just a mental shift that what I feel like is a lot right now that she doesn't think is a lot at all. So it's a mindset thing. So I know that this amount one day will also feel like, Oh, that's nothing like, and so that was an opportunity for me to reframe that as well. Um, and so then then I have a new experience of like that level of money. And then I need, who do I need to become? So that, that becomes my reality and it continues to build and grow. So exactly like what you said, you kind of use it as an opportunity to see it as like, Oh, okay. I'm about to up level here. Yes. A hundred percent. I love that take. And I love that it went there with money as well. That's something that, you know, over my time as well, I've had to do a lot of work around. I used to struggle a lot oh, yeah. with scarcity mindset so much, had to do so much money mindset work and forever learning as well. Like I love that. Forever. It, 
continual journey. Um, mm-hmm. But I love what you said there, you know, like who do I need to become in order to attract that level of abundance? Because yep. ultimately you attract what you are. And so you need to make that shift before you can allow yourself to step into it fully. And I think yep. that that is like a really pivotal thing. And it's something that myself and my partner have also spoken about that, you know, it can be very easy, you know, when you're looking at money and all those sorts of things like, oh, where can I cut back and how can I save? And in what ways can I, you know, like lower what we're spending? And it's like, well, ultimately, if you can shift that and go, well, what level of life and abundance do I desire? And what do I need to do to get there? How can I open myself up to new ways of abundance flowing to me, to creating new channels for money to make its way to me so that that can become my reality. And I think that that's so powerful. Yeah. And it was fun to 100%. And with, um, when I was making this decision too, it was like, I was justifying and rationalizing ways that I could make it easier. So I was like, okay. And then I was talking with my girlfriends and I was like, okay, well then I could just like Airbnb it for like five days of the month or like six days, you know, 10 days of the month. And then like, you know, then that'll kind of buffer the rent and I'll be okay. Or like how many programs do I need to sell? Or like, all of the, all of the little like justifications. And I actually like had someone staying with me for a few weeks and then, and then I put it on Airbnb and then the irony was that it actually got fully, anyway, it's like fully got fully booked for the month that I wanted it to be booked. And then I had to cancel it. So then it got blocked out. So I couldn't get booked. And I actually, in that time also decided that I was like, I actually don't want anyone in here because I love living by myself. That's why I got my own space. Yes. Um, and so it's just funny because you kind of can utilize these stories or these justifications to get you over the line. But then once you're in it, you kind of go, you kind of have committed and you're there and then you're like, well, actually, okay, no, I don't want that. So then I'll just have to do what it is I need to do to make sure I can have this by myself, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, so agree with that. And I think as well, like it's really important to recognize and you talk about this as well a lot is the importance of like self-celebration and celebrating things on the other side. And, you know, when you did sign that lease, like how did that feel for you? Like what was that moment like? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying to think back to when I actually signed it. Like I think I was definitely like, nervous but then I was just really relieved to have made the decision because I feel like so often it's the indecision that is really paralyzing and overwhelming it's like am I going to am I not going to like we just keep remaking the same decision it's really Mm -hmm. paralyzing um and and so I just think I was like really relieved it's like okay this is happening and also I want to like let you guys know like and you know like I wasn't even I'm not even allowed to be in this country for a whole year like I have to leave in that time do you know what I'm saying but it's like well, okay, cool. So like, what's the worst case scenario is I have to like get out of the lease or like just looking at all of the different things. But I was like, it'll be fine. Like I'll figure it out, you know, yeah. like whatever it is, it'll work out. Like I know I need the spot. Um, and so, you know, it's like taking those leaps, even when it's not practical, even when it maybe doesn't make sense, but it's like, yeah. you just know what you need. And when you get to that point, you just have to trust yourself to like really provide that for yourself. Because mm. I, I, knew, I knew I had to have the platform to like build my life, build my business, feel like I, I can't operate the way I used to operate, like kind of just like sporadically running around the place, like trying to do things. It's just like, it's not conducive for my life. Um, so yeah, so it's like, but it's not always practical either. And I've forgotten what the question was. Oh, how I felt about signing my lease. <laughs> Relieved. And like, honestly, I'll walk. And I know we spend a lot of time in my house so we can totally move on. I'm like a weird parent talking about it. <laughs> no, <I love laughs> that's, it. How I, that's how I feel about it. Like sometimes I like walk home and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just love my house. And I think, to your point of like celebration, like I got an amazing client yesterday and I just like was so grateful and I just like jumped up and I was like, I'm so grateful. Like I'm always supported. And I feel like 
utilizing those little moments to remind yourself that you are supported, that you are getting what you need, um, that you're loving where you are right now. And like, obviously not all of us are always loving where we are, but it's, I think it's really important to take those times and those moments to celebrate the small things. Uh, you know, getting a client isn't a small thing, but like, I just look around my house and I get out of bed in the morning. I'm like, Oh God, I love, I love this place. Like I'm so happy here. And like, those little things provide so much juice and connection to like where we are right now. And I'm really big on, on that. Cause I used to live and always trying to get somewhere else. Mm. And so taking those little steps and those moments to just drop in and be like, ah, oh, that little moment that was so beautiful. You know? I so agree with that. I so yeah. agree with that. And I think what happens a lot, like I see the conversation about celebration and it being so, so important, which it is, I agree, but sometimes it can be so convoluted and people mm. get really mixed up in it and go, okay, well, if I'm going to celebrate, like I need to book a holiday to the Maldives and, right. you know, and then they feel like they're not, they're not celebrating and they feel like they've almost failed the celebration part if they're not doing, right. you know, or like buying a Birkin or something like that. And it's like, right. you don't have to be doing that. Like you just need to be yeah. doing something that signifies it and celebrates it to you because it's on a yep. subconscious level, you're saying to yourself like, Hey, we're killing it. We're doing so good. Everything we're working so hard for is paying off. Let's keep going, yeah. you know, celebrate, you manifest more to celebrate. So like, I think you saying that, like, you know, get up, jump around your apartment, like yeah. dance and be like, woo, like I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. That in itself, like, it's just that little, like that action that really concretes it. And like, of course, you know, Maldives, Birkins, all those things are amazing. Doesn't right. mean you don't do them. But yeah. if you're not necessarily at that point, maybe you're just getting started in your business and that's not feasible for you right now. Tiny mm -hmm. little things, little things that you can do that celebrate you, that celebrate an achievement that, you know, you know, allow you to just really like acknowledge it. I think that it's just important to realize like it's just the act of celebrating and doing something that makes you feel good. That's important. Totally. Yeah. Because if it's so big, it's again, it's like, it's like, it's like saving the celebration a for like what you said for when you can give yourself something big, but even when it's like saving it for when you've finally done something big and it's like, we have thousands of moments each and every day to celebrate so many little things. And of course we all get wound up and like, you know, but for example, like today, um, me and my co-founder, we just opened our American business bank account, which was really exciting because like we've been waiting for paperwork and this, that, and we're like, yes, like high five, like we're, we've made it to that step. And, and it's like all of these little moments that you have to check in with because you don't know when you're going to get to that next big moment. Or if we're constantly training ourselves to, to feel like life is only good when, mm -hmm. then we're in this constant trap of like never feeling like we're there. And and that's really unmotivating as well. Like if you feel like every day you can find something that you can like congratulate yourself for or enjoy or really relish in, then life becomes so much richer. And when life is already rich, it filters out what you want to focus on and what you want to create because you're creating from this place of wholeness and like gratitude instead of like, oh, I'm just trying to like get to 100,000 followers on Instagram. Or I'm just trying to get to 100, my first 10K month or whatever and like have all the goals but like have them from a place of like oh, but life is already good and like what I want to create from there yes. I think that's important I it's been a big shift for me that's recent oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that it's something that we all sort of come up and we realize at certain points and it really kind mm -hmm. of just like hits you in the face as you're going through this journey, you know, but I think you absolutely nailed it. Like it's so important. Like don't live in the, like I'll celebrate when, or I'll feel abundant when, or I'll be happy when, because I always say this and it's not actually a word, but I'm like, you just manifest more when-ness. Like you're yeah, just going to yeah. keep calling that in and you're never going to feel that sense of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And ultimately like, what are you doing it for then? 
Like if you're not celebrating the journey, like it's not the end goal isn't the important part. Like the journey on the way to it is, and that's where fulfillment is. And yeah, I just think that that's a really important sentiment and something that people just really need to remember. And like little things that you can do, like at the end of the day, like what are three things that I can celebrate before I go to bed? Like express a bit of gratitude, think about three things that were like little wins in the day. Like it might even be like, I had a really busy day, but I still made time to go for a walk and get a green juice. Like, yay me, killing it. Like, you know, little things like that. And you know, even with you, like what you're doing and you know, just the tiny thing of like, it's not a tiny thing, but like, obviously it's not the end goal, but opening the bank account, like that's a huge milestone, but could be very easily overlooked being like, oh, well, we'll celebrate when we've made a million dollars and put it in that bank account, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. And this stuff is like, you know, it's probably a lot of people out there going like, yeah, cool. Heard this before gratitude. Yeah, cool. Heard this before celebration, you know? And it's like, you know, you might need to get to the point where like for me, it was burnout. It was multiple burnouts before I realized that like the way that I was doing things, which was the when this, when I, when I, when I, um, wasn't working. And so now I have a a more rich approach to how I want to live my life, feeling like choosing to allow myself to feel like I'm already there because none of us are the where we really want to be We're, that's the the nature of being a human there's always another goalpost so if that's going to be the case forever then it's really up to us in order to give ourselves an opportunity to have the most rich life to figure out how how do I then cultivate this experience so that I can actually enjoy it as much as possible knowing that I will never get to the place where I really feel like I've arrived. It is our responsibility to figure out how to make it, how to get to this context. And it's a practice and it's the little things done regularly. And also like whatever works for you. Like I often don't like sit in bed and think about the three things I'm grateful for, but I might've had those little moments in the day where what I'll do is if I'm feeling something, I'll kind of let it like expand a little bit Mm. and I'll take a second and I'll just be like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Like when I got that client, I was like, cool. And I jumped up and I let it expand and I let myself feel it and like added that energy to it. So again, whatever works for you, like figure, like find that out because it's so personal. These are just some of our ideas. Yes. I love that. And I think that's such an, such an important point that you said, like, you know, just because I give you that example, like that might not feel good to you to do that at the end of the day. So do what M says and like literally like celebrate and jump around and expand in the moment, you know, rather than making it like an obligatory end of the night thing that you need to tick off before you go to sleep. Like, you know, if that doesn't feel good to you, um, I'm definitely a mix of both, to be honest. Like I don't always, like that was an example. I don't necessarily always do that at night, but sometimes I might Mm -hmm. do what you did or sometimes it's a morning practice for me. Like sometimes people can get really hung up in exactly when do I need to do it and how, and it's like, no, no, trust what feels good to you. Like find that and really just hone in on it because that's when you're going to literally like find so much alignment in that space. And it's just Mm -hmm. such a beautiful experience. So yeah, I love that you said that. Um, talking about your burnout as well. So I would love to talk a little bit about like your journey to where you are right now. Like obviously now you've got like a multiple six figure company, you're living between LA and New Zealand, you're doing amazing. I'd love to know what that lead up to that was like, what some of the steps were and the journey was like on the way to where you are now. Yeah. Like, and also kind of mentioning the burnout. Oh yes. A bit of the journey. Yeah. (laughs) Go right in. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm about five years into my business now, which I realized uh, at the end of this, in about a month, it'll be about five years since I like started. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, it's funny because it's like I'm five years in and now starting a new one. So it's again, it's a cycle of like knowing, because I think a lot of, and I'll probably segue a bunch of times in the story, but like a lot of times we don't start things because I know I didn't, because I didn't know where I was going to be and where's it going to go and all the things. And like that can paralyze a lot of people from starting. And I want to just let you know, like trust it. 
it's going to unfold 10,000 different ways on your journey. So just like let it unfold for you and you don't need to know everything when you start. Like I would have no idea that I would now be here and then starting a new business, right? I never in a million years would I think I would live in LA. That was like the furthest thing from a possibility for me. Um, And so, yeah, so I started the business and then, you know, it took a couple of years to really just slowly figure it out. I worked part-time, I had temp jobs, like I would work, like I worked a lot as I was kind of figuring things out. Um, And then just kind of got to the point where I felt like, I was, so I'm from New Zealand, obviously, and I've just kind of felt like I was getting to this point where I was like, nobody in New Zealand gets what I do. And it's, you know, this is about five years ago before, like co- coaching was kind of on the come up. It wasn't like as, you know, prevalent as it is now. Um, and so I just kind of was like, I need to get out of New Zealand. And I actually like, I thought I wanted to move to New York because I, when I first started my business, I actually went to New York for this masterclass. And from, from there, that was really what supported me in making the decision to just finally go for it. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to go. And it was, I, was, I remember being in New York being like, oh my God, like I felt like my whole soul come alive. And I think that's really important to note too, just in the sense of like your environment, like really does make a big difference. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so I kind of got into this mentality of like, ah, oh, you know, I need to leave New Zealand. Nobody gets it. Da, 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 da. But I've been running events in New Zealand for like that an entire year and they'd been slowly building and slowly building. And, and that was never an intention for me to have that in my business, but it became really one of the backbones of my business. Um, and so, and then, and then kind of sporadically that next year, well, I met some, um, from friends of mine now from America, but I didn't know them then they stayed with me and, um, they, I did an event with them and then kind of, they lived in LA. So it's really basically because of them that I started coming to LA. And then over the times for the last like 2017, I went full time in the business. So a couple of years in, um, and that was really because I just felt like I was working and I didn't end up having enough time and space for my business. Like I was in my car at lunch breaks before work, taking calls, coaching sales calls. Like it was like, and I was like, I no longer had space. Like I have to just take this jump. Um, and so, yeah. And then, so the 2017, 2018, I was full time and I was basically traveling the world, um, for six to eight months out of the year, kind of all around the place. And then eventually like kind of ending up back in New Zealand for a little bit of time to, to ground. Um, and that's really when my business sort of took off was 2017. And then, um, and then 2018, I burnt out twice. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, the worst one was in September. So I had just, I was traveling and, I remember flying from LA to London and I remember just like being so tired and I actually had an event that I put on in London and had like 60 people there. But I remember going in the taxi on the way there and I was so tired and I was so burnt out and I was like anxious and I was like, Oh God, like I don't even know how I'm going to do this. You know, like it was just so just like oh, frazzled in a way. Mm. Um, and again, cause I was kind of just like doing things to do things. Cause my ego and my achiever just like really wanted to create. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be in London. Let me do an event. I'm going to be there. Let me do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, do I have space? Do I have capacity? Do I have energy? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I am um, from, that was one of my big wake up calls. And then I went and met some friends and family in Greece, which I'd been wanting to go to for years. And it was this beautiful trip. And and from there, I realized I just needed to go home for a bit and just kind of regroup because um, I was burnt out. And then, but when I was, so I got a TED talk. And so I was plan- writing a TED talk, planning like four international events and then also <laughs> right, planning a launch. So tired. Like, yeah. Like when I had got, exactly. Here's all these things. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm invincible. I can do the, like all of it because again, I just wanted to achieve it. I wanted to yeah. like 
you know, society says that this is like validates us for achievement, you know? So it's like, Oh, TED talk, you know, Oh, launching money, like events. I'm going to be there. Let's do the things opportunity mm. instead of like dropping really in and being like, what do I actually have capacity for? What feels exciting and expansive? Um, and so like, I honestly had like maybe at least like a solid week to two weeks where I didn't want to get out of bed. I was so fatigued. I was to, to procrastinating everything. I just felt so like, I didn't, I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do anything. I was like, this is like, I'm not interested in any of it. Mm. Um, and I, I really felt like, you know, I don't have depression. I haven't experienced depression. However, I felt like I was on the brink. Like I was like, this is what I feel like it feels like when you're just yeah. completely overwhelmed and uninterested in life at all. Um, so that was a really great turning point for me though. Like it's always a beautiful gift. Yeah. And um, that was one of the times that I've been, from that moment, I've been different really and truly. Mm. Um, I have a fundamental shift in how I look at life, how I run my business, who I am as a person, like really a lot shifted from that. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it. So yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. So like vulnerably as well and just being honest. And I think what's beautiful to hear is like, it's all happened as part of this journey as well. Like sometimes like I'm someone that had, I went through burnout, but it pivoted and I started a whole other business out back of it. Like that's yeah. how this started. But I think hearing like, you know, your version where it's like, you know, you went through burnout and breakdown in your life as part of what you're doing and it didn't derail mm. you. It didn't stop you. It just mm. taught you new ways of looking at things so that you could grow and come back even stronger. And I say it all the time, but like, it's always happening for you, not to you. And mm -hmm. that's obviously such an example of this. And so I'd love to know like how you shifted from that point forward. What did that then look like? How, what were things different for you from then on? Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I agree as well. I, I mean, with the for you, not to you. And for anyone who's wondering how to get to that place, like if for the very least know that it's just makes you way more resilient and lots of times to feel like you're being supported. Like sometimes it's just like, all right, I'm going to choose this because this is what's going to allow me to get up again and keep going. Exactly. Um, you know, until you really embody that belief system. But um, yeah. So I, I mean, I dived in a lot to spirituality at that time. Like that really was a big thing that got me through that. There's a great book called, um, when things fall apart by Pema Chodron. And again, it was this perception, like realizing that, you know, I think in life when we have these times and these experiences where we're really being challenged, I think as a, you know, as a society, we're really cut, like trained to feel like things should only ever be good. That flow should only ever go up. That product, like that we validate like the, the, the plus sides of flow, the upsides of flow, but we don't ever think about the fact that flow is like in and out, right? Tide goes in and out, breath goes in and out. We go up, we go down. And so it really supported me to know that like when I'm in these times in my life where I feel like things aren't going right, you know, quote unquote, that it's actually just a perfect piece of this this whole, right? Because it's all contrast and reference points. So if I know what a deep low is, then I can feel a high, high, but without one, I can't feel the other. And so it's really supported me in, in the times because life is always going to have both. Right. And so I am a lot more appreciative when times are really beautiful and I'm a lot more forgiving when times feel like they're not uh, going how I feel they should go. So that was a great, powerful lesson for me, for sure. Um, and I really like really, um, after I did the Australian events and finished off the stuff that I was doing and came home, I had this really beautiful amount of time, um, to really 
take off in a way. I kind of almost didn't have any, it was like the very end of November and I didn't really have a lot to work on. And it was just kind of really a nice time to wind down. I gave myself, I had the six weeks at home and I really just allowed myself to be like playful and not stress and, and rest. I had, I had to have a surgery. So I also was just like forced to almost to rest. And ever since then, I just really have like built in this context of just like, I had this whole sort of six to seven months where like play was like my main word. It was like play and pleasure. Like I was speaking on panels about it and on podcasts and because wow. it was just my main, my main MO. It was like, how can this feel better? And how can we have more fun? How can I play more? And, and so that was such a contrast to my achiever, which is just like, how can I achieve more? Yeah. Um, but it softened me in a really beautiful way. And yeah grateful for it are you an enneagram three? Oh my god okay you're the second person in three days asking about my enneagram so i have to go and do it i actually don't know the universe is giving you all the signs you have exactly. to, I need to do, do it, it and then dm me and tell me what I you will. are because I, I did mine off the back of i had um keisha fitzgerald on the podcast and she was talking okay. all about how she is an enneagram seven it was such okay. so fun talking about it and i was like i need to know what i am and another girl right. on the podcast had also talked to me about it anyway so i went and did it exactly the same thing too many people were okay. talking to me about it yeah so i did it and i'm a three so i am an achiever as okay, well cool. so so many things that you're saying i relate to so much so that's why yeah. i was like you're a three <laughs> I'm pro- that's funny because the other person that asked me about it is also a three. So I wonder if I'm going to, you know, be a three. I'll All have to let you know. Is there a link? Yeah. We're like, I get you. I get, so get you. <laughs> yeah. If there's a link, I would love, I would love to, I mean, I can yes, I'll send you a link after for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask too, like in terms of, you know, being, you know, that sort of personality, whether you're a three or whatever you end up being, um, mm-hmm. but obviously having a lot of those like achiever tendencies to then flip so much into that state of, okay, play is now my priority. How did that feel and how did you deal with it? Because I know that, that a lot of resistance can come up in terms of like, okay, that sounds all good and well, but like now I'm not achieving. Now I don't feel successful. What about my income? What about like, you know, income generating work? You know, how am I showing up? Mm-hmm. All those sort of things those sort of questions I would assume would come up. So how did you deal with that? Totally. I want to start with one of the things you said there, which was like, I'm not feeling successful. And I think this is a really big point because what I've really done, and and don't get me wrong, I'm a very ambitious person. I'm very driven by nature. Like I just am. So I already, I still know I'm going to create a lot and all the things that's always kind of there. But what I really did and have done and continue to do is really define for myself because I don't think any of us do this enough, but for myself, what success really is, because we are indoctrinated with a mainstream version of what success means. And often it means, you know, pulling this many hours, pulling in this many dollars, having these people as friends. Like it's a very like mainstream one cut, you know, cookie cutter kind of impression of what success is. And I don't think a lot of us really spend and take the time to ask ourselves, what is my version of success? Because there are seven over seven, maybe even eight now, billion people in the world to assume that there's like one idea of success that is just like made for all of us is completely insane. So like, what is your version and really have the bravery to ask yourself that. And I will say it was confronting at times when I first, like when I'm thinking about it now, it was a little confronting to actually go, okay, so what if I don't have a seven figure business? What if I don't even want that? What if I don't get on the cover of time magazine or like, what if like facing off with the things that I thought I wanted or needed to be happy. And it was a little bit like, there is a little bit of like an ego death in a way um, Mm. to go like, okay, so if I don't have that stuff, what would that mean? And then I just really realized that the only thing that effing matters ever is my happiness ever end of. So like, what 
do I need to do to create that? And what does that look like? And also it's a fluctuating thing. Like what makes me happy now is a little different to what made me happy last year or the beginning of this year. Um, but it really allowed me to just kind of tap in and tune in with my own rhythm and decide what would make me happy. Would I be happier if I could go snowboarding in the middle of a week versus having to work 50 or 60 hours a week and just make seven figures and give $800,000 back to business. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really getting real about like, okay, actually the fact that I could go snowboarding in the middle of the week is probably worth $10,000 to me every time I do it just in happiness or 20,000. Like Mm. what is it really all about for you and get really honest and real about that? Um, Because there's sacrifices that need to be made no matter what you want. But you just, it's as long as you're conscious of them. Um, so yeah, so I have to face off with that. But I realized that the thing that really mattered to me was how happy I was. Yeah. You know? I think that that's such a valid point. It's it's so true. And I think like, especially like in the world of being, you know, boss babes and like entrepreneurial and all those sorts of things, sometimes it is something that we just don't address because we do become very attached to what it is that we're working towards. And sometimes we yeah. just ask ourselves those questions. And I love that, you know, you said like, what does success actually mean to you? Like, are you defining yeah. it by what you think society sees it as or what is actually important to you? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I love that that was a question that helped you to figure out what you actually wanted out of your life and started to give it, give yourself permission to take it. How yeah. did you balance, you know, being present and happy in the now with, where you wanted to ultimately end up because that's an Mm. argument that I see come up so much. Like, yeah, of course, like we could all just like throw caution to the wind and just have fun every moment of the day. But what about, you know, long term like success and like even beyond success, like security, like, you know, building, you know, enough stability financially to have a house and to provide for your family and all those sort of things that long term are important. How did you juggle those two things? Totally. Great question. And I will tell you as like a Capricorn that was brought up with like security being a very big priority. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with security. So like that's always there, that conversation for me, but it's also something that I'm working on because I heard something really great the other day. Um, it was because I was listening to some money mindset stuff and it was someone who, and they said security doesn't actually come from money. And I thought that was a really, really great point because I think again, coming back to the point at the beginning of our call around money and how people really do or don't do things based off of money and how dangerous that is because well firstly money is printed it's infinite so like let's just get that one out of the way it's literally never running out so just know that uh your time yeah your time is running out really quickly so like that's a more important priority but um we don't generally think about that when we're getting paralyzed in money fear but but really realizing that because i think for any of you guys listening to really think about when was the last time you had, maybe like think about a time you had the most money that you've ever had in your life and tell me if you felt fully secure. Mm-hmm. Like, have you? No. Has that question gone up, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. even you saying it right now, I'm like, yep, still no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this goes, this goes back to like the when I thing, when I, when I, when I, more money, more money, more money, more, then trying to garner the sense of security from like getting more and it doesn't even come from that. And like, I'm telling you this as someone who like really fucking likes money and also really likes security, right? So yeah. I'm, I, I get it. I'm with you, but it also, it's like training ourselves to know that that doesn't actually come from that. Like security comes from being able to be like to take opportunities to be able to build character to be able to like put yourself in the positions to like always be able to take care of yourself and and build a a rock solid mindset and build a spiritual trust and build a better connection like those are the things that build that like inherent sense of 
security because that's just a feeling. So it's, it doesn't come from money because we're all, like I just said, we've all had that experience of having a lot and not, or even not even a lot, but maybe more and not still feeling secure. So I definitely had that, but I'm learning now that like it doesn't come from that. And also the irony is that through that sense of play and trust and connection and presence, I actually cultivated opportunities, right? Like that was when I started doing my work with my friend Alexi and we built a program, we did a retreat and it came from the conversations that her and I were having around, oh my God, like we've made it. Like we're already here. Like we're already in this whole context and it built this opportunity and like literally now we're starting a business together. Like it's cultivated so many other things Yeah. because I had that sense of trust and I also really um, tapped in and knew that uh, I really allowed myself, which I'm so grateful for now, because I'm I'm going to tell you like play and, and that presence and that experience is still a huge part of my context, but I'm not in as a playful space in my life as I was. I probably got more on my plate now than I ever have in my entire life, mm. all self-opted, but my come from and my context with it is different than it was before. So I know how to relate to it in a more powerful way, but I also really let myself experience that play and I'm using the word play to really encompass like a certain kind of sense of feeling that I was in a, in a level of priority and things like that so play might not be your word like it might be different for everyone but um, I'm kind of using it as a catch-all but I really let myself experience that because I knew that life I knew I wasn't going to stay in that space forever that I was just going to float through life like in this beautiful beautiful like pixie like kind of just yeah. do, this, do that because I guess I just kind of had that sense and I guess it's kind of almost like a self-awareness and a trust thing it's like I kind of knew that I always was keeping a bit of an eye on like would I have money what am I working on like but just from this different place of knowing that it would just work out and so I think that life has stages and learning to, to lean into and seasons and vibes and learning to kind of lean into and, and, and be guided by those, yeah. I think is also really powerful. hundred percent. And I think that, you know, you, you nail it when you say that, cause it's like, it's all about basically what we're talking about before, even when it comes down to like the finding the practices that serve you, like yeah. it's about giving yourself permission to figure it out and yeah. to give yourself permission to go through that phase, to create the balance essentially in your life. Like, you know, some people hate that word. Some people love it, but you know, like the alignment within you as to like, what's important, what are your pillars as to who you are, as to how you show mm -hmm. up, all those sorts of things. And then, then you can operate from that space. But when you don't allow that to ever happen, you can't get there. And then ultimately you cut yourself off from everything that you do want to get to because yeah. you never went through the foundational things that are so important. And like you said, you know, abundance flows and opportunity flows as a result of finding that alignment of, you know, whatever you want to call it, stepping into your higher self, but you have to allow yourself to get there. And, you know, I always say in terms of money, like, you know, abundance flows when you do step into that state, when you come from that place of service and you say yes to opportunities and all those sorts of things. And that's obviously exactly what happened for you. You know, that's when you connected with, is it Alexi Panos? that you work yeah. with. Yeah. She's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. I really want to talk about what you guys are doing and bringing to life as well. So we'll dive into that next, but you know, if you hadn't done all of that, then that wouldn't have happened and those opportunities wouldn't have flowed. So I think, yeah, I think it's just such a really good point, especially for everyone listening is just to hear like, trust what you're guided to as well. I like, don't necessarily think that you need to be 
doing the shoulds of life um, and doing what you know you think everybody thinks you should do or the prerequisites of growing up actually are like none of that matters it's what you are guided to and trusting that you're going to be guided in the right direction. So yeah. totally. Yeah. Something that I've really, I've really learned through lots of different ways and places and things in the last sort of six months is that, you know, like there is so like, there's so much, cause I used to be like a, like a white knuckle, kind of like controlling, like if it's going to happen, I've got to do it. Like if that didn't happen, why didn't it happen? I've got to figure it out. Like what, you know, like it was, and it's such a stressful way to come at life where I have such a, like more of an open fisted, just flowy, like kind of trusting, way of coming at things now and it really just allows me to have so much more space to, mm. because I don't have to try to figure everything out all the time and I've really realized that uh, and been shown that there's such a bigger plan than we could ever even think or dream or fathom and what happens when we try to control everything and 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 put our plan like I've got to do this this is what it's got to go do, 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 this is what it is like, oh I can't go and I can't go and like take this dance class right now because that's irrelevant to my goals guess what if your soul was telling you to go and take the dance class you're probably going to meet your business partner in the dance class or your boyfriend or someone who is going to become your best friend or someone who's going to create an opportunity for you like that's something that I've really realized like life is so mysterious and if we take ourselves out of these boxes of like I must do this to create this result. Like there's so many easier, more beautiful, amazing ways and so many more beautiful, amazing things that could be brought to you if you loosen the grip a little bit. Like life can't wow you if you're so obsessed with knowing how everything's going to go because there's no room. There's no room. You have to listen to that guidance and that. And it can be so subtle, but it's like trusting that like those things are leaning you and guiding you to something, even if you can't see why it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Speaking to myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so many points in my life that I can look back and go a hundred percent. Like the only reason that I'm here right now speaking to you and the way that my life yeah. has gone is because of exactly what you're talking about. Like letting go of some of the control and trusting in the synchronicities and the things that are going to show mm-hmm. up for you when you do release the need to map every single little detail out of your life and just yep. let some, whatever you want to call it, but some higher power, to just Mm -hmm. nudge you in the direction that you're supposed to go. Like you're getting those nudges for a reason. Like all you have to do is be open to them and be open to receiving. And that's, that's when the magic happens. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Talk to me about what you and Alexia are doing. Let's have a chat about your first, let's have a chat about, obviously, you know, you guys connected so divinely, but like, I know that about for you, you're someone that's like your tribe is so important to you and having that beautiful network around you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that as an entrepreneur, it can sometimes feel like a really lonely journey as well. Um, especially when you're getting started and you know, if you're in your lounge room and you're building a business and the only people you connect with are through the internet. Um, so I really understand that. And I know the importance of making that transition and connecting Mm -hmm. with other people and building your tribe. Firstly, I would love to chat about how you did that and how you cultivated such an amazing group of women around you. And then I want to chat about what you guys are doing together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I hear so often. It's just like how to build these relationships and how to build these communities. And for me, it really started um, probably like the main and like just to give reference as well to people who maybe look at my tribe and community now, like, cause it is full of so many beautiful, amazing, powerful women. Um, but I remember when I moved back from Australia, when I lived in Australia and my dad had just passed away and I was moving back home to New Zealand. I was figuring my life out. I had no idea what I was doing. And like, the, do you guys still have Gumtree in Australia? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Gumtree. 
<laughs> yeah, we had like Gumtree in New Zealand. I don't think we do anymore. But anyway, it's like a, for the Americans, it's like a Craigslist. Yeah. And I literally remember being with my friend who was living in Sydney at the time. And she was back in New Zealand. And we were like literally making an ad for friends. Like I didn't have anyone in New Zealand that I was like hanging out with or doing anything with. And I was like, I just feel like I need to like find some people to hang out with. Like that was where I was at. Like, so I never actually posted it. Um, but we were literally like writing it. So it was like a full thought and idea that I had. And so just to kind of give the reference point, like, it's not like I've just been like the person that has all the friends the whole time. Like I've been broken up with by friends at school. Like, you know, I've had all of those things. Um, and so, but it really started for me, I think, when um, I had the, me and a couple of friends. So when I worked at Lululemon in New Zealand, I was in charge of cultivating and building community for the store and running events. Um, and through that, I kind of built a really great network within sort of the wellness community with people. So that was the starting point. And then me and one of the girlfriends that I met wanted to just have a space for women to come and connect and feel collaborative because the wellness community in New Zealand is pretty small. And we just wanted mm. to have a collaborative vibe with with women where it didn't feel competitive where we could support each other and so we started putting this event together and well I put it together and had it at her like raw food cafe and we had like 15 people message everyone that we knew and then like we started this essentially just as it was like ten dollars on the door and that was basically just because we had like all these amazing raw treats um and that's really where it started but I did that every single month for like 15 months um and some days we had four people like, you know, and then seven and then 12 yeah. and then six. And then, then all of a sudden it was like 35, 75, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that became actually the backbone of my business. And it was never started to be anything to do with like, this is how I'm going to grow my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt like this thing that was needed. And so through that, because essentially I was the center point creator of that, I, I cultivated really beautiful community and lots of amazing friends and um, the tribe kind of started growing from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, then, and then, then from that, that's when I met Alexia and Preston because they came to speak at one of those events. And then essentially I've piggybacked back into the LA and kind of cultivated the community here. Yes. We'll dive into that. I just want to do a quick side note before we move. Yeah. On. Side note away. <laughs> We're all about the side notes. Just I all love side notes. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly the best conversations and like the biggest takeaways I swear happen in the side notes, like not in oh the my gosh. planned, trusting yeah. in that divine flow. Um, but what I wanted to just kind of touch on is like, again, like the opportunity for your business and that growth, it came from when you weren't focusing on how can I like plan all of that out, but it was more, again, like how can I come from that place of service and value and create something that there's like, that I just want, like that I I know that there's a need for it. And like, if I feel it, other people surely feel it, you know? And then that was the backbone of your business, which, you know, started to grow and that's conscious boss. Here we are, you know, like totally. how incredible. Um, yep. The only question that I have about that is obviously, you know, you built this beautiful community, especially in such a, a small sort of place like New Zealand, where there's not yeah. a lot of that transitioning over to then going to LA. How did that work for you? Like, you know, was that something that you had to let go of or is that something that you continue to mm-hmm. do, but you just do it when you're back? What does that look like? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, so when I moved, um, so I did, I started doing events in Australia. So we, after the one in New Zealand with them, I also jumped over and did some in Australia. So I've done, uh, you know, four or five in Australia over the last 
year and a half or so. Um, and then just kind of happened organically over time. Like I came back in 2017. So that was the year that I left. And so that was the, the year that I had been doing them consistently until I, until when I left in like April. Um, and I came back and I did one in November. Um, cause I was, I signed on to be woman's entrepreneur day ambassador and I did this big event for that. And then I think, did I do one more? It might've been the last one that I did in New Zealand, actually. It just kind of felt, um, it just naturally kind of unfolded without me really thinking about it. Like, and again, it was kind of like what felt aligned. I don't even remember if I, if I did another one in New Zealand, I think I went to do like a Christmas one or something and then it didn't really like happen. And then I kind of, since then I was like, all right, maybe it's kind of felt like it's moved on. Like maybe it's just, it's not time for me to do that anymore. Um, and so but it was, but it's hard. Even when I switched from doing them monthly, I remember I had a coach who then guided me to say like, maybe like less often. Mm. And it was just so what I had known. I was like, but I've done them every month. Like, this is the thing and like got me here. And it was like, what gets you here won't get you there, you know? And I had to kind of release that and do them slightly less often. Um, and then eventually they've kind of, and I've since done, you know, I did one in LA in January. I did one in London last year. Um, you know, we did one in Australia and in May or something. Mm. Um, so they're just a little more sporadic now when they feel really aligned rather than like, yeah. I've got to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's perfect. And again, you're trusting what you're guided to and like what serves yeah. you rather than doing it out of obligation, which is so important. And you mm-hmm. did mention as well, um, you know, obviously working with a coach and it's just one of the questions that I did want to ask you about, like you've worked with incredible leaders like, um, Gabby Bernstein, Tony Robbins, Dr. John Demartini, like all these mm-hmm. amazing people in terms of those experiences and I'd love to like hear your take on the importance of working with a coach or a mentor and how that's kind of helped to shape where you are and if it's something that you would recommend right oh my gosh yeah definitely obviously obviously, (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean like it's more you know it's not just because obviously you know we're coaches but it's more just um, you know, for me, environment is everything. Like I really say that as the number one thing that people need to focus on is making sure you're cultivating a really powerful environment around you in terms of ideas, people, you know, physical, physical environments, like everything impacts who we are in the world and how we show up. So continuously making sure we're being fed with, you know, inspiring, uplifting ideas that resonate, that push the boundaries for us, that allow us to challenge things that we've known, um, to, to be in those containers to feel and experience possibility. Cause I also say you can't become what you can't see. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're not surrounded by these ideas and these, you know, these things that are imprinting on your consciousness, well, let me just tell you, firstly, you are around them at all times, but what are you choosing? So you're being, mm-hmm. your consciousness is being imprinted all day, every day. So generally by toxic, like negative you know, we live in a world that generally is telling us we're not good enough, that you're not doing enough, that, you know, you should look, feel, do, act, be that, and we're not. So these are really powerful opportunities to be held and to experience a container of like possibility and expansion. And so our mind needs that and responds beautifully to it. So super, super, super important. All of my up levels have really come come from being held to that expectation and being seen in that possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, I have such a beautiful container around me that, you know, all of my friends are generally just really abundant, powerful, phenomenal humans. And so just being in that container, I'm constantly being shown as my reality of like what's really possible and how, yes. how it's possible to experience amazing relationship, how it's possible to experience amazing business, how it's possible to experience amazing all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's like mostly what I see. And so therefore that's kind of embedded in mm. what I'm striving to create. Yeah. 
I think that that's really powerful and it's something that maybe doesn't get spoken about enough, you know, in the, the context of investing in yourself. Like people like, you know, it's a roadmap and like, it just makes it easy. And like, yes, that's, that's all there. But I think what the magic is, is like, ultimately it's like a paradigm shift because you get to see, you get to redefine your reality. That was the experience that I had. I remember one of the first coaches that I worked with and at the time I was like, Oh, I just, I'd love to just make what I was making in corporate. Like that would be really good. And for her, like doing multiple six figures a month was normal. And so I was like, wait, that's a reality that I can choose. And like that, everything shifted for me. I was like, okay, well I choose that too. Like, you know, and seeing what's possible. And that's exactly what you said when you surround yourself with, you know, those beautiful abundant states within everybody around you. And you can just see it constantly. You're like, great. I choose this as well. This is now mine. Like, you know, and it just, it makes it, so much you become what you are like you know because you get to step into it and then you call it in and yeah it's amazing um so yeah beautiful take on that i 100% agree with all of it and now finally we'll cycle back from the tangent tell yeah. us what you and alexi are creating i'm excited to hear yeah i'm super excited to um, i mean it's not fully public yet so i'll i'll just give kind of a, a loose a loose yeah. version just because you know keep it keep it like keep it tight We're um, but essentially <laughs> Yeah, essentially it's, you know, what we really realized was that we, um, you know, and it's, it's funny again, cause it's, it's a totally new business, but it really, again, is following the guides, following the, the nudges, following the threads of like things that we've both been doing. Um, again, like I've always spoken about the importance of relationships. I've always been really big on building community and what we see time and time and time again is that women really don't, um, can't find that. Firstly, they have a hard time really connecting with people that they really want to do life with and business with, and they're inspired by, and they want to just like drop in with. And then also what we realized again, through the work that we were doing this year and also having burnouts and really realizing what was important is that we often forget to actually have the life we wanted to create when we started building our business, right? Like we're like, Oh, I have a business. Like I'm going to, I want to be a laptop entrepreneur and I want to travel and I want to do this. And then we get so stuck often in like the actual building of the business we forget about having the life and so it's really it's really um we're 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 really excited because it's social enterprise so it's giving to the nonprofit that we have and it's also really just targeting and and diminishing loneliness and isolation for female entrepreneurs and really driving connection and lifestyle Mm -hmm. so it's really exciting it's it's primarily in-person based so we're rolling it out in LA first and then we'll be rolling it around globally so we will have something coming to your town sometime soon but um it's really driven off those pillars so it will be it will be actually it might be pretty public by the time this comes out so yes um, that's amazing well either way just go and follow Emily like go and connect with her check her out on Instagram find all the details I know that whatever you guys are creating is going to be magic and thank you in Australia I'm it will be I'm like well I need to come on over to LA (laughs) right exactly totally but yeah the fact that it's global is amazing so that you guys will be able to reach people in all corners of the planet so yeah and so people can feel really connected you know to a bigger a bigger community and just like to their local amazing community of of women because you know life without connection is is not is not a life you know so like literally I remember hearing that on Oprah it was something about she was saying it's like without connection and community there is suffering and it was like it really is like that that's why there's so much depression so much isolation and loneliness and it doesn't need to be that way you know no, not at all. And I think, you know, any amount of success and abundance and all those sort of things, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you feel if you're not doing that and celebrating with others and being mm-hmm. able to bring that abundance to other people and spread that joy and that love and experience with others? Like it, it yeah. does ultimately bring a form of suffering because then you're like, you feel that sense of disconnection, loneliness, yeah. isolation, no sense of fulfillment. So yeah. 
so important. And I love that you guys are bringing that to, to life. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks, my love. <laughs> it's a process. I'll tell you, this is a whole different kind of business. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm excited. It's exciting. It'll yeah, be incredible. it's an exciting exploration. Yes, Thank you. for sure. Oh my gosh, I have appreciated this conversation so much. You are a so beautiful fun. light. Honestly, just uh -huh. having such an incredible impact. And I'm so grateful to be able to connect with you deep on this podcast and to share the conversation with our listeners. It's my favorite thing. Um, if there's any last words that you would like to leave as a takeaway, as a sign off, mm. what would they be? Really, I honestly, I mean, there's so many things. Uh, one thing I will say is trust the uncertainty because I think I really think that um, uh, as a culture, our obsession with certainty and knowing how things are going to go is a really, really paralyzing epidemic. Mm -hmm. So like allow yourself to trust in the uncertainty of your life. Allow yourself to be guided. Allow yourself to to know that you firstly, even if you thought you knew how it was going to go, it's not going to go that way. So release the even expectation that, you know, you need to know because that will really free up so much energetic space to allow yourself to, to play and trust a little bit in, in taking those leaps. And, and I share this quote all the time, but my favorite quote, is we must walk consciously only part way towards our goal and then leap into the darkness to our success. And that's really about knowing a little bit about where you want to go and then knowing that the rest of it's going to be really unclear, but we have to trust and dive into that space of uncertainty and, and know that we'll always be supported. That's beautiful. What an amazing way to finish. Thank you so much. And like I said, thank you so much for sharing all that you did. There were so many little notes that I was like writing down as well as speaking, like so many beautiful takeaways. And I'm sure yeah. listening will have taken away exactly what they needed to as well. So thank you. Um, and for those that want to connect with you further, which I'm sure there's going to be plenty, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, I would love to, especially if like the idea of like following life's nudges and answering the call is like, what the hell, how the hell? Um, I have a podcast as well. So yeah. if you're, yeah, if you need, like once you finish listening to all of these ones, if you need anything else um, I would love to have you coming over there it's called answer the call and I you know let's again have these conversations with people to find to go how did you actually answer the call to create that dream how did you face off with all of those things so it's really in-depth conversations and strategies to support people to answer the call in their own life as well um, so that's definitely my passion project right now and then I'm on Instagram probably the main place I'm conscious boss if you google conscious boss you're gonna find me so conscious boss on Instagram and conscious boss us.com um and my my hangouts amazing amazing i'm sure everyone's yeah. gonna head right on over and check all that out you have some you have beautiful takeaways yourself on the podcast and some incredible guests as well so oh, thank you. yeah definitely worth listening to guys so go and check that one out as well but um thank you so much darling appreciate you so much so, great. so fun yeah thank you <laughs> all right bye guys Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.